everybody. Welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. And I'm Molly. And this is uh, a podcast where Molly and I, a happily married couple, just have a random conversation, usually of stuff we have not talked about all week long. And this week is no exception because I feel like the moment we finished the show on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we recorded it, I went to the cabin for the weekend with Titus. Yes. And then I was gone. And then we get back, and then I'm all gone all day. Uh, yes. Well, we, Sunday was a party day. You had a luau fundraiser party thing that somebody won, and so we did that on Sunday. And then yesterday, I took the kids mountain biking, and now it's Tuesday, and then all we finally have a chance. Yep. To sit down and talk. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit breathless because I'm trying okay. to get caught up from missing yesterday for school. And the kids are not used to doing school yet, even though I've been trying to be at this for several weeks now. They are not used to it. Yes. And I was wrong last week, you guys. I said in the show last week that we were on episode 65, and we weren't. We were on episode 64. Uh, Today is the real episode, 65. And I don't know what we're talking about, otherwise I'd tease it. But Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is I'm going to crowdsource... Because really, what do you crowd like a development platform, like an app for a phone no, I'm based ask, on blockchain? I'm asking for recipes oh. from people that we <laughs> listen to based on blockchain. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that would work. Um, uh, so I'm I I'm finally getting fresh green beans from our garden, and I have a couple of ways that I love to prepare them. I love to do fresh green beans just sauteed with butter and garlic and then simmered in a very little bit of beef broth or you could even use chicken stock but tons of fresh garlic and our kids it makes them really tender and our kids just gobble them up I also love there's a recipe that has been floating around for several years where you saute them again in butter oil garlic and then drizzle the juice of a lemon over it and then right before you serve it you toss it with lemon zest and parmesan cheese so faith and i had a small serving of green beans yesterday like that i also love to roast them with garlic salt and parmesan cheese however tomorrow for dinner i would like to do a fresh green bean salad so blanch the green beans but then serve them cold in salad form. And I have this faint memory of one of my mom's friends serving us at a luncheon several years ago, something along these lines. And I can't remember, I think there were fresh tomatoes in it. There might've been mozzarella chunks. I can't remember exactly. But if you have a fresh green bean cold salad recipe that you think I would like, note, I don't like dill. So if it has dill in it, thank you for the thought, but don't bother because I probably won't make it. But any other fresh green bean salad recipe, especially if it's one that you think would be kid approved, because I like to serve recipes that are delicious that my kids will rave about also. One year you may we had so many green beans coming out of the garden we had them for like every meal and i got so tired of them they started that's, that's not one year that's every year that's every reflex. year <laughs> like i just couldn't do it anymore i'm like stop no more green beans um we actually just finished the last of the green beans that i froze because we had so many last year we finished them in about uh, june 
garden. I mean, I'm grateful and very thankful for fresh vegetables. But as with anything, too you much start of getting sick of it. So, what's kind of nifty, you guys, is a buddy of mine told me about this. You this can- is. This is why we're doing a salad to go with our dinner tomorrow. I'm fairly sure I know where you're going with yes. this. Yes. So my buddy pointed it out. He, he he said he just got one. He discovered it or something. I don't know. I said, and he really, really loves the results. So what it is, is it's a pizza oven. Like, it looks like a pizza oven. It's just small. You insert. It's got a big ceramic stone. It it, you it know, cooks what? Domed. A 12 maximum uh, an 18 inch pizza. Yeah, I think this one's like not, 16, 14 not a to 16 big or something. Fan, not a yeah. huge, yeah. So, but what it does, you guys, is it sits right over the firebox of your pellet grill. And so if you have any sort of pellet wood stove. Like a Traeger. A Traeger or a, or a Camp Chef or kind of whatever you're using, whatever you're rocking. And you can check to see what it, what it works well with. I've got a, an older... Traeger Pro 34, and you pull the grate out, you pull the pan out, and you pull the little firebox cover out, and then this this the bottom part sits right on top of the of the and it has a pizza stone in it, and it has a big thick I think it's ceramic pizza stone in it. It's got a big thick stone in it, and it's got a separate temperature gauge, and it just sits right over the firebox, so it collects all of the wood stuff. Am I going to go need to buy a metal pizza peel before dinner tomorrow? We're going to need a pizza peel. Because all I have is my big wooden one that's probably too big for that. We'll then again, we have a one of those barbecue set spatulas that's almost as big as a pizza peel that's worthless for anything else. Which one's the one that... Isn't there one like... Who has a really wide one for fish? Is that us or your mom? My parents have one. So anyway, you guys... have a giant one too. I unpacked it, put it together really quick, and threw it on the trigger this morning with some leftover... I got to buy more pellets tomorrow anyway. To see how hot it would get, because my Traeger's older, you know that that metal on the Traeger is super thin, so I only get to 375, 380 max, and that's if I don't open the top. Well, as it got to about 340, 350 in the barrel, uh, my Traeger barrel temperature, I kept the lid closed. The pizza oven was pushing 600, and then I left it, and it started eclipsing 600. So I'm thinking if we let it heat get, If it gets 650, I mean, that's a three-minute pizza. That that's sounds awesome. fantastic. And it's got the, the heat radiating over the top, so it's yes. going to cook the top really yeah. well. It's got that domed too. pizza oven top thing. So, so I think we, I paid... This one's called Red Stag. I'll put a link in the bio. I can't recommend it yet because we haven't tried it yet. It'll be next week's show. But I'll put a link in the bio to the Amazon I'll put an Amazon link in the bio for it so you guys can check it out but it's called Red Stag and I think it was like 150 bucks um so not the cheapest thing but if you're a pizza connoisseur I mean it's still cheaper than an uni I really wanted to buy an uni pizza oven mm-hmm. you know but do you want me to buy pellets when I go to Costco tonight um yes they if they have mix. just the standard I'm not a big fan of their mix though that's the problem well that's the only thing Costco sells is uh, the Costco specific well mix. I've got to run I've got to pick up some um, okay, well, I'm liquid going to, bribery for my stereo insulation and I'm stuff tomorrow. I'm going to Costco tonight because I don't have any mozzarella cheese, and that's important for pizza. I'm also yeah. going to buy goat cheese because that also... You do some sausage and some pepperoni too, maybe. Uh, I could probably swing I like in. I didn't have any meat planned, actually, but I'll oh. work on... I can swing into National Grocers you for pepperoni. You guys like meat. Um, okay. 
So um, green bean salad and pizza is what we're having for dinner tomorrow. It's gonna be so awesome. bonus points is if it, if it's a green bean salad, I, I would compliment pizza. Can flavors. I invite like one person that we don't know very well? Depends. To pizza tomorrow. It makes me nervous. You know, I don't do well with people I don't know well. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask you offline because I don't. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show, but nobody needs to know our <laughs> deliberations are. I almost texted um, her today. But, I was like, "Hey, come over." Well, I should ask Molly because she might be stressed out or something. The the speaking of me not doing well with people that I don't know well, which is actually very true. You guys, I'm an introvert and I and am unabashed about saying that I'm socially awkward. Oh, yeah, you can tell them about Friday night. No, I don't need to tell them oh. about that. But so, okay, it's now that you mention it, <laughs> our, our friend Ty bought a table for at a fundraising dinner, and he wanted me and Jr. to go. And since Jr. and I. N- as you can tell by our lack of communication about other things, don't communicate well sometimes, especially when life gets busy. And so I did not communicate to Jr. that we were going to this. Didn't put we it on the had Google two schedule. Invites to this thing, and there was another big miscommunication We'd, snafu. Yes, and so I he scheduled going up to the cabin to do a work weekend with my dad. Well, I had in my mind scheduled us to go to this dinner. So then Jr. says, "Well, Molly will find a friend to go with her. She doesn't have to." So, so I brought a you friend. Guys, I really want Molly to go out to I these things. Thought, I brought a friend, and I didn't actually tell you what my text invite to her was. Uh-uh. But essentially, I bring Jr. along as a crutch in social situations because as long as he doesn't abandon me, which happens, because he gets like this extrovert high going on and forgets that I exist until we're leaving, or it's the wrong kind of event. I once brought Molly to a, a, a major like uh, it, it was, was a, it was in my dead reckoning days. Alliance event. defending freedom brought us to this you know training thing. Oh this yeah this big summit thing and we were at this deal and I'm hobnobbing with all of the Jer was all Jer of the all of the who's who of the federalists and the wire and Congress they're all there all the media people Ben Shapiro all the things so I'm just running around doing in what I call conference mode. I'm just like, I've got to meet this person. I've got to talk to this person. I've got to make this connection, that connection. And Molly's like... You've just abandoned me. And my son. Oh, it was a, it was Elise. But Elise you had the was beach. Baby. Yes, Remember, you I had did. the beach. So She's like, I it was didn't great. even try to go they to carried stuff. everything down to the beach for me and packed it all up when yeah. I left. <laughs> so, so anyway, I went to this dinner and I invited another friend who is also a deep introvert. And she, she sent me a gif afterwards or it was a tiktok reel where this introvert or this socially awkward person gets into a car after something and she's like oh why am i always so awkward (laughs) 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 but so i was like if if all else fails and we don't know anyone we can just sit in a corner of a round table and talk to each other we'll have fun doing that but we ended up basically shutting down the party and having a good time because we found other people that we liked to talk to um, all the introverts got together and this? got social. Oh, yeah. So we don't communicate well, and that's okay if you're not communicating well either, because you can still have grace for each other and survive that. Um, yeah, generally, it's just really not a big deal, as long as you're both cool with it not being a big deal. If with one being person gets awkward. if one no the communication piece because if if one of us had gotten really upset at the other and like insisted on our own way insisted things have to be as one of us expected then things could have gotten sideways but we were kind of just like 
we're just, just like shrugged our shoulders. It's to, not that we're big used of a deal, to living this life by now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but some people, yeah, I mean, maybe some people out there are just a little more high strung, like me, and you know, it's a lot harder for them to let go and just kind of roll with it than others. Yeah. Um, so my main thing that I've been thinking about this week, this has to be a somewhat shorter episode because again, I have to eat it. You guys have to eat dinner and leave for judo. Yeah, I know. So. Uh, and I have to go to Costco to buy cheese for the new pizza oven for tomorrow. Oh, I have to start the sourdough for the pizza crust, too. So I started my Bible reading challenge. I if we should season the stone, like throw some oil on it or something, or grease, or I don't know. Uh, why don't we Google that later? <laughs> Make a note to yourself. <laughs> Google seasoning pizza stone. Speaking of which... I have officially switched from Google, even though, like, with nose... Thank you, Molly. I know. Even though with nose tissues, they're always going to be Kleenexes, right? I'm always going to say Google as the search engine, but I am all in on DuckDuckGo now. Yes. Because, okay, this might be tiptoeing into sort of... And brave, you guys. Everyone's got to get brave. Uh, I, I use think Safari brave. I think both. brave as a browser still uses Google as the search engine. You can set your default search engine in the browser. Okay. Or with your phone, so with the I iPhone, have the, you can set both independently. I have DuckDuckGo app, and I set the default search yes. engine that opens okay. when I you know click mm-hmm. a link. It now automatically opens DuckDuckGo for me. But nice. I need to do that with Brave and Chrome because I yes. use different things to now, log in different things. Now I get, I find, I use Brave pretty locked down most of the time. So just a heads up that sometimes even with all of the tracking stuff, all the track, all the blockers off on Brave, some sites still won't load or get really angry with. And you. if you're not familiar with Brave, it was founded by what's the guy's name? Uh, Ike? I don't remember, but uh, Ike. No, who was, was ousted uh, from Mozilla? Yeah, when it when he like you're like one of the Matthew, very Michael, one of the remember. very first casualties of being pro traditional marriage. Right. He was fired from the company that he founded. I'm pretty sure it was Mozilla. It was Mozilla. It was Brandon Ike. Ike. Yep, Brandon. Um, I would hundred percent recommend too that if you are on Apple, like I think probably getting to the point where most of the world is. Use Safari. Don't use Google. Safari is, last I looked into it or read about, Safari has greater privacy restrictions on your end for anonymity's sake than Google. Google, like, so Apple won't sell your information quite as much as Google will. Google monetizes. I mean, that's how they make their living. They have no other, I mean, I guess they got a phone now, but they, they sell, no they sell ads, Yeah, but they target the ads, yeah. right? I mean, Apple's so, got way other. So here's, yeah. here's what completely sold me on switching to DuckDuckGo. I was trying to remember on the Instagram feeds that I follow, there was a guy who essentially invented the idea of the mRNA vaccine. And he was a medical researcher for years, and he believes that the mRNA vaccine is intrinsically going to damage humanity. Uh, And I had seen video interviews of him, and I couldn't remember his name or where the, the interview was, but I wanted to reference it to send it to somebody. And I did a Google search using Google TM, 
And all I got was rah-rah things, page after page. Never literally Googled who invented the mRNA vaccine just to get a name so I could keep looking. Name never showed up. Page after page. Duck, duck, go. First result. I got exactly what I was looking for. The first hit on DuckDuckGo nailed what I was looking for. So if you have, that was just, that cleared any fog of doubt in my brain that the search result companies, I mean, I've, I see stuff all the time and then I see people pushing back. I had an, an Instagram exchange several years ago with somebody who didn't, who disagreed with the claims that conservative media were making that their results were getting, what's the term, like downgraded or something. And I shadow banned, that's the term I'm looking for. But I, from from knowing exactly what I was looking for in my brain and not being able to find it after pages and pages on Google, and it's the first result on DuckDuckGo, the fog of I'm, well, first I'm being tracked, but the, also the fog of they're deliberately censoring for whatever purposes they have. No, you know, are they super nefarious or do they think they're being altruistic? But they're actually shutting down legitimate information mm-hmm. that people are legitimately looking for. That was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And on my phone, DuckDuckGo is the only one that I'll do now. Well, I think about algorithms for a second. You know, they're, they're, if, especially if it's AI, and I'm not an expert in it, but I've got it. I'm not an ex- obviously not an expert in it, but the general general idea behind algorithms is that they can learn. Artificial intelligence learns based on certain things. So if 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 a if a search result person were to put certain things into the search result, you I don't know how it works, but you would have to as that as that learns, that AI learns, you start getting more and more of what it determines people want, what people are looking for, etc. And suddenly you have a Pandora effect where everything is Van Morrison. <laughs> you, my brown-eyed girl. I don't know how it works, but you know you up-like, down-like things, and it's supposed to shape a station into what you want, but I always find myself farther off track when I use the thumbs up and thumbs down mm-hmm. on things. When is the last time you used Pandora? Oh, it's been forever, like forever. Yeah, I, gave up on I haven't it. used Pandora. But any playlist, like any playlist, I just let the playlist do its thing, and I don't bother trying to manipulate it, because then it just ends up getting somewhere That's right called the radio. And it still plays the same thing over and over. Oh, radio. Oh, radio. Caleb. <sighs> okay, I'm responding to my mom right now because she's at the store that I was going to go to the, for the pepperoni. So, oh. excuse me while I... Or the I, mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella, I'm going to get at Costco because the price per pound is just way better. Um, if people didn't think we were too busy to flush, they're just too busy now. How about us like doing daily life while we're recording? Right? This is reality reality podcasting, you guys. There we go. Only it's not nearly as glamorous as <laughs> as some can make nope. it out to be. Um, Nobody's so, doing drugs in the closet or sleeping with somebody else's wife or any of the things. We're tremendously boring people, <sighs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. My kids give me enough drama in my life. Speaking of which, speaking of drama, did you know that Cleopatra had a son with Julius Caesar and she was living with him when he was assassinated by Brutus and Cassius? I feel very ignorant of history because I'm studying Roman history with the kids right now and just Hmm. learned that. And she 
and her their their son was not in Julius Caesar's will because he didn't have any official power. There was no emperor in Rome at that point, and he didn't need his money because all of his money because Cleopatra was ridiculously rich to begin with as the queen of Egypt, who, by the way, I also didn't realize that she was of Greek descent because the Greeks had come in and taken over Egypt. And so when was that? uh, When did Egypt transition from the pharaohs over to the Greeks? They it was uh, Greek empire as they expanded the Egyptian empire. The Egyptian Uh, empire. That's that's an era. The whole Roman, the Roman, the Roman. I never found growing up. I never found I found very little interest in Roman history. Very little. I realize it's like the largest civilization in the world. Yeah. But. So, so I can't remember exactly what battle it is, but some Pharaoh came up and tried to wage one last battle against enemies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was Babylon or something and just weakened the, the Egyptian empire so much that they continued. Cleopatra was queen of Egypt, but she was the, of the, Ptolemaic Greek family. Mm-hmm. And so huh. they had the benefit then of claiming both divinity as the pharaohs had the tradition of being, as well as royalty because they were of a Greek royal family. Anyway, didn't know she was of Greek descent, didn't know that she and Julius Caesar had a child together. Did- and then the the way this book that we're reading is setting it up, the Mark Antony Cleopatra thing seems more like a political alliance than a love affair, but we'll see. I'll let so, everyone know later. So the people who thought they were... So did Julius, thinking he was getting together with a divine of some sort, with Cleopatra, right? Were they like... In bed or the next morning, cooking the kitchen, or he comes back in and he's like, "He did not cook." What a god they, ever do this? A god wouldn't do this. It's not what a god would do. No, no, they didn't cook. They, see, they had so much. I feel money like, and power. I, but I feel like if you were that close with another person, oh. you would see their humanity more no, than no, their no, deity. But remember that the gods also were messy. The, the gods were made in human likeness. If you create a god, he's yeah. going to be a petty. He's going to have petty anthropomorphisms because you can't create a god like the god that we believe in. You're always going to project <laughs> petty human things onto it. So the sex would be better than that. <laughs> with a god. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was pretty interesting to me. Oh, man. Um, but um, I think... That is the, an interesting fact. The biggest thing I've been thinking about... This week is, so this is the week that President Biden announced the vaccine mandate, what was that, on Thursday and maybe Friday, and, um, you know, America just continues to go downhill. I watched some videos yesterday or over the weekend on Instagram of people in California being told that they've already voted. And guess what? All the people who are being told they've already voted are registered as. Uh, That's a rhetorical question. But they're literally in several polling locations, people by the dozens or hundreds, whatever, were showing up and being told, you've already already voted. You can't vote twice. And they're like, no, I haven't voted yet. So uh, fishy things are afloat. And 
the world is uh, not a great place. Although this is interesting, which is a total duh moment to me. But do you remember that that Jen Psaki and Biden kept saying, we will evacuate all the Americans who want to leave Afghanistan? And people are like, <laughs> right, right. All the Americans who want to leave. That's your niggle for if and when we don't get everybody out. Apparently, guess who this, like I said, this makes total sense now. I never thought about it. There are a lot of Americans who chose to stay. Guess who they are? Mercenaries. Christians. They're missionaries who were there even before, like the mm. first time the Taliban ran Afghanistan. Hmm. They're Christians who have chose who chose to go and live there when it was not a safe a safe and stable place I, to be. I didn't with. see any of that. That makes sense, but I didn't see any of that. I saw a few uh, random um, corner threads of the internet that had uh, ex military there who were are, staying to continue waging war. Yes. Yes. Because now you, they could have. Now they had helicopter. Now they had the helicopters and the Humvees, and you can kind of get whatever military surplus you wanted. Yeah. Oh, it made me so irate. I was actually trying to. I'm, and this is an intro. And I've, I've been meaning to ask you about this, and I realize the show's going backwards now, but um, or opposite of what we normally do. Uh, you know, with the with the judo tournaments, Tito really wants to start competing in judo, but USA Judo is is one of those organizations that's going to follow whatever line they need to follow to be to keep meeting to keep in the well to keep in the they're just they're just gonna do the latest trend mm-hmm. um kind of like the olympic committee um then usa judo and the olympic committee are like basically one in the same organization or the u.s olympic uh stuff so you know and, and i i also recognize that as long as we as a populace continue doing uh, abiding by the rules, doing what we're going to do, and going along with whatever they say, they're going to keep doing it. As some, but if you stop, you know, if everybody, if corp, people who have to get vaccinated say to work at their job, say, ah, we're going to quit. Um, they're being told, don't quit. Let them make have them to. You. They'll but. have to, but the companies will have to adjust. Otherwise, they won't be able to stay in business. There anymore. is a hospital in New York State that. Uh, made all of their nursing staff get vaccinated or they fired them and they no longer have enough nurses to deliver babies. So they're shutting down their maternity department because enough nurses did not want to get vaccinated that uh, they this hospital no longer has a maternity department. So on a personal level, Titus wants to do all of these competitions with their various levels of, you know, negative testing and masking and social distancing and all the things. And I'm kind of like, do I want to do, do I want to support that at, you know, is the risk greater for my, you know, I mean, my son loses an opportunity to do some, and I, you know, I think it'd be great to go to some of these things and, and watch him participate in, and encourage something he's interested in. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to support the system. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it. So I don't, I don't know where you landed on that. And Titus and I have had a few conversations about it. Um, <clears throat> I think. But there's a lot of things that Titus and I can do for the rest of our lives and time that don't involve, that are just as fun that don't involve that. So it's not, dumping it's not a 
bad thing, but it's just like... I, so I, I don't have a straight line on social distancing and masking. I think it's a little bit silly just if you think logically you know kids in kids in schools in masks they literally get mask breaks where they get to sit at their desks or sit at the lunch table with their masks off (laughs) is is the virus somehow going to take a break if the masks are effective to begin with just the more you dig into the rules that they create they're wildly illogical so you're going to have kids competing they're not going to make them wear their masks to compete, but then they have to put their masks back on when they're done competing. And they're in judo. They're literally rolling around on spitting in each other's faces and dripping sweat into each other's yep. eyes. You know, there's there's no social distancing there. And I realize that's that it's one on one. So they're not walking around sneezing on entire crowds of people. So it, it's a little bit nonsensical to me and inconsistent to understand what what are we really accomplishing? But I, in a lot of ways, I'm willing to, okay, there's nothing harmful in that. But to me, the, again, maybe people are going to send us hate mail after this, but, but a normal vaccine trial has three years of a placebo control group and three years, and mRNA vaccines have never made it to human trials because all of the animals have died before they get to the human trial point. We Literally, no we animal just, has we, ever survived an mRNA vaccine trial. We are one year into what the FDA up until August would make a three-year trial period. There is no longer a control group. Because after about three months, all of the control people are like, well, we want the vaccine. We signed up thinking we were going to get the vaccine. And so they're like, well, it's unethical to withhold life-saving measures from people who want them. So they gave them the vaccine, too. So there's actually no control group anymore. So, so to me, in three years, if they've actually documented in a truly scientific way, which I don't believe they are, vaccine side effects and yada 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 then i will agree with the rubber stamp that the fda which by the way has been documented to have zillions of conflicts of interest with the pharmaceutical industry of course well no no no. i mean it's it like to the point where you change the rules like even like i biden's and i happened to be sitting there getting an oil change and biden was making this big address and i'm watching the subtitles and one of the subtitles is like We've got this, this, and now the vaccine is FDA approved. What more do you want? It doesn't. <laughs> and, and it's like, or what's it gonna? What's it gonna? What more is it gonna take here? Mm-hmm. You know, because Biden's like, and I'm like, well, yeah, the FDA approved it, but that, that doesn't still mean doesn't it make, or it still doesn't make me testing. comfortable. Why should I simply just be comfortable here, injecting so, something? So he, uh, no. Yeah. So here's my biggest beef with the vaccine mandate, and then we can talk about Jesus. My biggest beef with it is it doesn't, per the CDC and the FDA and the WHO and anybody else you want to ask, including statistical evidence of the fact that we have 300% more cases right now than we did a year ago at this time, and there is a vaccine and a huge percentage of our country is vaccinated. The vaccine does not prevent catching COVID. It does not prevent transmitting it. It seems to 
mitigate symptoms in most people. I will concede that. It seems to have an an a symptom mitigating have... helpful effect on the people that it doesn't harm when they get it. But we'll leave that aside for a moment. But so so combine these three things. In some studies actually say that the nasal viral load, which is where then if you're breathing, that's where you're breathing it out um, from, is higher in vaccinated people than in unvaccinated people. So you have people who don't know they have it, who catch it, and then maybe are more contagious than people who haven't been vaccinated. But they've never had any symptoms. These are who are symptomless. These are the symptom-free super spreaders that we've been wearing masks and social distancing for the last 20-some months. And yet, we're being told the loving thing to do is to get vaccinated. You know what would be great? If I had a grandma in a nursing home, and I got vaccinated, and I had COVID, and I went to see her. You know what would be better? If I knew I had COVID and I stayed away from her. So this spread saying nothing about antibody-dependent enhancement, which ADE, if you want to look it up in DuckDuckGo, uh, the vaccine mandate does absolutely nothing to love your neighbor and to help people because it doesn't prevent catching it and it doesn't prevent spreading it, which is they've actually, the CDC has actually changed the definition of a vaccine on their website because it used to be that a vaccine was to help you prevent and spread something like polio or measles, which, by the way, that's questionable, too, depending on which sort of conspiracy theorists you ask. But <laughs> we won't go into that. Let's anyway. So for me, so for me at this point, the vaccine mandate becomes an issue of living by lies, because if I'm being told to get the vaccine to love my neighbor, I am deeply convinced that if if I have natural immunity, then it does nothing for me except conforming to the mainstream narrative. And if they're going to strong arm me to make my life easier by conforming to the mainstream narrative, then that is asking me to align my life to something that is not true. Well, and I'm, I tend to be, I try not to be super cynical, but people have off and on asked me how I feel about it. And I'm like, if you want to, if you want to vaccinate, go ahead and vaccinate. If you don't want to vaccinate, that's fine. Whatever. It's your choice. It is a personal choice issue. A lot of people are like, I just take the the pro-choice method. My body, my choice. (laughs) Right. Which we now, after Um, post-Texas, know that they don't actually believe that. But I'm like super, you know, I don't really, I don't really trust anybody. Like, I don't trust anybody. Not even DuckDuckGo? Not even DuckDuck, well, not even DuckDuckGo. I mean, (laughs) DuckDuckGo might have more skin in the game. To kind of like uh, kind of like my use of Proton. Their whole shtick is giving is privacy and anonymity. And if they don't have that, they lose money. By the way, Proton is when JR gives our email address at the end and is PM.me, that's Proton Mail. Got which me. is yeah. a It's a Swiss, it's an encrypted Swiss um, it's been made fun of over the years a couple times in like movies is where hackers like email from. Um but they've got cloud storage. They've got um, calendars and email, and I've been. It's a paid service, and I've been really happy with it. And I can get. They can what's the thing? Names and what's the things. thing that we have that when I log on, I have to click 
and it tells me where I um, where where if it makes me feel like a hacker because there's actually a map of the world and it says it's a VPN. Proton is, Mail has a VPN, which is a virtual is private that? network, which essentially masks your IP. So, so it's very hacker-esque, somebody, you guys. We have a black and green map on our computer. <laughs> it tells you and which when I want to be on the internet, bounce off and it, so it says. So we'll actually, you know, Amazon will say you got to log in from an unfamiliar device, and that device was in Prague, and you're like decline, decline, decline. <laughs> oh, apparently I'm coming through the internet in Prague right now. Yeah. So what a lot of people in uh, in hostile, like I know quite a few missionaries who go to Muslim majority countries and they have VPNs on all of their personal devices. So when they connect to some network, it masks and, and, or legitimately doesn't mask, just pushes their connection through a different server in a different country. So what it does is, is it adds a layer of security. So people don't know who you are, where you live. Cause you can actually drill down on an IP address and, find out exactly where somebody is. So anyway, ProtonMail has that. Um, so I don't really trust anybody where they're making money on uh, you or making money on something they sell or making money. So when, when, a, when, when I see the connections between the FDA, pharmaceutical companies, and Google, for instance, or Facebook, when I see... The, the, well, by the way, Facebook the, fact checkers are funded by pharmaceutical companies. Right. Exactly. Point point made right there. Um, when I see all of these connections being made, I am not going to trust somebody when there's that much money on the line. By That's the way, super you should label way it, this episode the one that scares follow, everybody away. The fo- okay, I will. <laughs> but follow the money. Like, look at the human heart. Look at history. Look at the rise and fall of civilizations. Look at where man takes themselves when they don't have... Maybe this is our segue to Jesus. When they don't have an anchor in something above and beyond that this material world. When, you're, when, you're, when your drive is for power, mm-hmm. money, fame, you, you're, the human heart is going to destroy everybody to get it. Mm-hmm. It's the you, you're, it's like the idol of your heart, and you're going to sacrifice everyone from. Which is why the American government was founded on a system of checks and balances, right? Because our founding fathers had at least enough of an understanding of human depravity to recognize the need for a balance of powers. Yeah. So call me a cynic, but I under, but I really have a pretty good handle knowing myself on human depravity. And that's actually why regulatory companies were created in the first place. If you think about all of the abuse of workers and things like that, we have a six-year-old gesticulating wildly from outside the door. Ooh, Grandpa brought me checks for work today. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's appropriate, you guys. She's gesticulating wildly when she has a handful of money. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So anyway, no, I, one of my part-time, I do all sorts of random part-time gigs for scratch for spare change. In addition to the normal semi-steady income. And one of those is, is spraying, uh, commercial properties. It's just kind of funny. It's just, it's just funny what you spend your time doing when you're, when you're, what you are, when you're trying to help take care of things. And you know, you've got four kids who all want downhill mountain bikes and you're like, Wow, I need I need some scratch. They don't scratch all somewhere. need downhill mountain bikes. Your wife doesn't have any underwear that fit her anymore. I'm a well, typical. Why haven't mom. you bought any yet? Because 
budget. You I'm trying go, to live according to a budget. You should go with my. I run the budget. Do you know what the budget is? You've got I always have money for for clothes. Okay. Um. I don't want to talk about the budget because it's three fifty six. Oh. And I need to go upstairs we haven't talked in a few about minutes. Jesus. And yeah. So in my Bible reading challenge, I I don't know what got me going down this path. Maybe just the thinking over the weekend that would it be easier just to go with the flow just to stop always being suspicious don't don't jump in yet just the always being suspicious and feeling like the forces out there trying to manipulate me and then feeling like a weirdo for my tinfoil hat and uh recognizing i i had read a piece in World Magazine a couple of weeks ago that was looking at the exvangelical trend and these people who just got tired of feeling like the God of the Bible, the God that evangelicals had taught them was in the Bible. They just wrestled with it. And then however, however you want to look at it, the God they ended up being comfortable with or rejecting put them more in the approval of mainstream culture. Right. So they're where mm. culture is. That's that's always the trend of ex-evangelicals is there whether they would say they're seeking the approval of culture or not. It puts them in the path of being more culturally acceptable or more culturally approved. So I was kind of I don't know why I was playing this mind game of would it be easier just to stop rowing upstream all the time? And then in my Bible reading, I got to the story where Jesus does miracles and the people are like, oh, let's make him king. And then he doesn't do what the people want the next time. I don't know if it's he doesn't feed them. I can't remember exactly what it is. It's the end of John 6. And all the people go away disappointed because he's not, Jesus isn't going to be the amazing earthly king that they want. And he looks at his disciples and he says, are you guys going to go away too? And Simon Peter says, where would we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And that just struck me because I was where I was at my mental space at the moment. And I, I'm usually not a big question my faith, doubter, desire to be part of the mainstream person. But it just struck me deeply the how how deeply we need to ingrain in our own hearts the belief that Christ alone does have the words of eternal life. And anywhere else we look for, like last week when we were talking about being unmoored from God and that leading to all of the proliferation of sexual identities and genders and all of the other ways that we end up seeking truth, seeking satisfaction, seeking righteousness that and and how deeply ultimately I I think both experientially as well as believing this as a matter of truth how deeply unsatisfying ultimately pursuits apart from Christ are. And in the short term, yes, take my yoke upon you. It is an actual yoke and it's being yoked alongside the best life partner, if you will, that there is, who is all powerful and all good. But, and then, and then jumping from, from 
working on deeply believing that for ourselves to embedding that in our children, that in a day and age where we literally have no idea what the government is going to expect from us next month at this point, let alone when our children come of age, and to somehow embed in them, I think more desperately than I'm accomplishing right now, a sense that nowhere else is a fountain of life, nowhere else is real truth to be found, that Christ alone has the words of eternal life. And even when we actually honestly don't really want to be following Christ, to have in our kids this niggling reminder in their brains, this really is the only source of life and truth. And even if, like the prodigal son, I'm going to pursue it elsewhere, in my head, in the back of my head, I'm always going to know that the good stuff is back, is back with the Lord. I think the only thing I would add to that that I feel compelled to add to that is is when you're rowing upstream and you're tired and exhausted, it's everything you said um, and not forgetting that we're not supposed to be rowing up alone. You know, we're supposed to be living out this walk, this countercultural walk in community with others. Doing it in isolation is probably going to kill you Um, or you will just stop rowing. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been wrestling with like, you know, we made a comment about church, how we're just, we're stop going to run, we're just going to stop going upstream and just go with the flow. And I'm like, well, at what point do we get off the river? <laughs> like if it's not going the right, but then you have to recognize, okay, well, is this a river I can get off of? Or is this like life, like the Christian walk, the Christian life, we can't get off that river. And it's always, Scripture teaches us, it's always going to be countercultural. So and you, you want to stay in the boat. Yes, yeah, so you want to stay in the boat. With other people who are still rowing. Exactly, with other people who are still rowing. And uh, anyway, it's just been a whole lot, a, a week of, apparently you and I have been mulling over a lot of the same things this week, <laughs> I feel like. Boy. All right, All right. judo we, dinner time. Is it judo dinner time? What are we having for dinner, tacos? Uh, we're having a pork recipe that I made for dinner on oh, while well, you were at the cabin. So it must have been it was oh, cool. either Friday or Saturday. Mm. Uh, and the stir fry that I made to go with it. And I have it warming up in the crock pot right now. I don't know how it's going to be and if it's even going to be warm. Nice. It was a great pork recipe though. It had like a an Asian rub on it and I cooked it in the slow cooker for about four hours and then I put a glaze on it and finished it under the broiler. Mm. So it, it the, you're not going to get the broiled glaze right now but it was it was pretty tasty cool well um guys if you're still with us um thanks for being here and we hope that you continue to follow the lord in wherever your deliberations with the current cultural climb take you you put christ first and his word and uh we will certainly try to continue doing the same um if you like what you've heard uh we please share us with your friends um, and show what you like about it. That's the biggest compliment anyone can give us. If you'd like to reach out to us and say hi um, or tell us how much you hated this episode, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you can email us at tb2f at pm.me 
tb2f at pm.me, or you can use the most popular form that most people uh, that people tend to use, and that is the postcard feature on our website. So www.toobusytoflush.com or tb2f.com. Um, we also have an Instagram, which we're kind of sparse with and always has have been and probably always will be. But we respond to messages and on we it. We do respond to messages on it. And if you guys, nobody's, I guess nobody wants us to start a Telegram channel because I've never heard from a single person about Telegram. So Funny. Well, our demographic I'm, is a little bit older, I think, too. And they're like, what, what's Telegram? I don't know. I, I still need to figure out Telegram. I should make fun of our audience. I like our audience. I still, I don't know Telegram either. But okay. I'm, I'm older, too, too aren't I? You. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye.